When it comes to discussing the realities of parenting, you can expect some sensitive material and occasional profanity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Anonymous Mom, a podcast where two childhood friends reconnect to discuss mom life, adulting, and everything in between. And today we are discussing moms of multiples. We are lucky enough to have a mom of twins on the show today. And she is also a friend of ours. Welcome, friend. Yes, I'm lucky enough to have (laughs) know these little multiples. And (laughs) got to see the journey that she's been through with the multiples. So yeah. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. This is a topic that neither of us have any experience with. So we are excited to dive into it. Yeah. I will give you all of my knowledge. (laughs) First, I just want to start with some statistics. From the University of Rochester Medical Center, they state that multiples make up about three in a hundred births, but that the multiple birth rate is rising. Reasoning for that, we'll get to in just a second here. But according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the twin birth rate has increased by over 75% since 1980. And triplet, quadruplet, and high-order multiple births have increased at an even higher rate. So do you have any twins in your family? No. (laughs) No? No. They were not conceived through infertility. So they were, it was just natural. So I imagine though, that that's why the numbers are rising is because infertility rates are more prominent and we eat shit food. So yeah. Well, that's another interesting thing is because, so from 1980 to like 1995 was this peak of it. So I find that interesting too, because the increase has come from IVF stuff, but that yeah. like you were just going to say from 1980 to like 1998 was peak of, you know, specific things in our environment and our diet and stuff like that. So I don't know when infertility treatment started. That's something I want to look into, but I didn't have time to look at it before. So there are things that do cause multiple pregnancies. According to the University of Rochester Medical Center, heredity, which is why I asked you if you had any twins in your family. I don't think I do. I don't. You don't? I don't have any twins in my family. No, no. Older age, so we are older, so women older than 30, which I love they call older than 30 old, uh, have a greater chance of multiple conception. Many women today are waiting to have children until later in life, and that's why more twins are being born is one of the many reasons. Which I find so funny that the older you get, the more you're up to possibly have multiple children, which it's like, you're tired already. Why do you, <laughs> you, then you give us two or well, three? This is- like, I just kind of like... I don't yeah. know. So like the reason for out. that is because when you get older, your body's trying to get rid of those eggs. Yes. You so drop more eggs. There, there's, yeah, there's just, they're just yeah. trying to get it over with. So just that's dumping why. them eggs out. So just dumping just those eggs. Right. Yes. To yeah. get to perimenopause. Yay. Yes. Which yay. As we're finding out. Yay. yay. Well, the and then worst. my chiropractor had told me too that like, like yes. If you're of geriatric age, yes, you drop more eggs. But then I was also, I've been going to chiropractor once a week for eight plus years. So my body was in optimal health to also get pregnant with twins. So 
She has lots of twin pregnancies in her practice. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, quick side note, if you happen to hear any coughing, my little one is homesick. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not editing it out if we're talking and she happens to cough. So anyways, <laughs> she just wants to be part of the show. We get it. <laughs> she does, which is fine. I mean, like you said, it's kind of part of the show. It is so, being a mom. Another reason is past pregnancies. Having one or more previous pregnancies, especially of a multiple, raises the chances of having more pregnancies of multiples. And then the other factors that greatly raised this birth rate of multiples is reproductive technology, such as ovulation stimulating medicines and assisted reproductive technologies like IVF. And those were ones where I, you know what, I'm just going to look it up quick. And Did you do any other fertility treatments? So we struggled with infertility for 11 years prior to getting naturally pregnant with the twins. Like right away, there was trouble. So yeah, we did three rounds of failed IUI treatments, but that was... And can you explain what IUI treatments are? Because Yeah, so that's like your turkey baster. It's like the simplest way to explain that. Yeah. Can I ask, was it when you stopped trying that you ended up... No. No. Okay. Because I hear that where it's the stress. Once the stress but I kind is, of you know... feel like it was though, because I'll never forget my house when you guys were here sledding and your little one was playing on the couch all by herself and goes, yep, we're pretty much sure she's just going to be an only child forever. And little did you know at my house that you were pregnant it. at that time. Yeah. We struggled for 11 minus four is something to the math for me. Nah, no, eight. Okay. So we struggled for eight years prior to adopting. And then we decided after adopting that we were fine. We weren't going to continue trying. So then it was four years later that I had gotten pregnant. I would not say, like, I would not tell anybody, like, stop stressing out and you'll be fine. You'll it's get not going to stop you stressing. It's like with the breastfeeding, telling a mom to, oh, it's stress that's causing your milk not to produce. It's right. just going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but that's not yeah, how it works. No. <laughs> no. So, no, that's not how it worked for me. <laughs> Four years later, it was just random. I don't know the miracle of how yeah. anybody Something interesting I just read is actually 1978 was the first successful IVF pregnancy and live birth occurred. So it has been around since 1980. So that is the big factor. I just assumed it was something that came about in the 90s, like late 90s, but it's been around since 1978. So if 1980 is when that did increase... And that was the yeah. first successful one two years before that, then that does make sense. And right, I'm assuming yeah. then there was some shift in the late 90s, like some advancement in this treatment that then decreased that likelihood. Like I said, there's a dramatic shift from the late 90s to 2000s where it's still on the rise, but it's not this boom that it was. The shift that it was, yeah. Yeah. I think the shift probably was that they were realizing that they were too good at what they were doing. Yes. And then we were having like quadruplets and John and Kate plus eight. Yeah. Then they had to start Octomom. figuring out like what to do differently to yeah. not be so yeah. of multiples. Yeah, because it's it can be dangerous for mom yeah. and child. And next is the difference between twins. I know most people know this, but for those who don't, there is fraternal twins and identical twins. Which type of twins? We have fraternal. So okay. ours had two sacs and two placentas. Even though they look alike, they are fraternal. 
Oh, okay. I mean, that's cute that they still Yeah, I think that they look like identical twins. I guess I know the difference between fraternal and identical, but I guess I didn't know that there's a possibility that identical twins can share the same DNA. Well, identical twins are the same egg. Right. But what I was looking at was, do they have the same DNA? And it says they actually do have the same DNA at birth, but eventually the DNA becomes more distinctive based on environmental factors, which I thought was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of shocking how our environment can alter (laughs) what's inside us. Yeah. Yeah. I I I just was really shocked at that. I read that and I had to like read it a few times. I was like, am I reading this right? And then you hear those stories where a twin can sense another twin's distress from across the country. So why don't we get to some questions for our guest? I know that you had come up with some questions that you wanted to ask. And I obviously know the answers to all of these, but I had <laughs> to think of some. don't even need to know that. I know, but I'm like, it was so weird trying to like ask questions that I already know answers to. Because obviously being pregnant with twins and being an elderly pregnant lady. Geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to have a scheduled? Okay. Like a, and then obviously we'll get into what kind of birth you had, but my OB would not let me go past 38 weeks. I don't know that that's like a hard fast rule because I am on a mothers of multiple Facebook group. And there are moms that are telling their stories of like going past 38 weeks, but my OB who was absolutely amazing and is at Dean, he's the one that gets all the multiple births. He would not let me go past 38 weeks. 35 weeks, I was begging him to get the boys out of me. I was so uncomfortable from finding out I was pregnant, hated being pregnant. I was not a good pregnant person at all. And so I only had one. 35 weeks I went in and I was like, get him out, get him out now. I am done. I've made it to 35 weeks. This is really good. He was like, you are like the healthiest twin mom I've ever met. We're not taking these babies out. So I had to put on my big girl panties and make it through. So at 38 weeks, I was induced. However, when they were born, they presented at like 36 week old babies. So they were in the NICU for a little bit. So that's probably a good thing. I yeah, did. that yeah. you didn't buckle to the pressure of your request. Right. <laughs> but the boys were pretty good size. Okay, so let's do this first and then we'll talk about the size. Did you so know my- you were going to have a C-section or did you plan for a vaginal? My plan the whole time was vaginal and I was okay if I needed to have the pain medication and I was okay if I could do it on my own. I just really wanted to do it vaginally. And a lot of OBs will say, no, that that's not a good idea. But my OB was like, we do this all the time. Like you can, if they're, if they're positioned correctly within you, you, we can do this vaginally. I remember like going in, getting induced, sitting and waiting, nothing's happening. They have to check you, you know, and even being checked, I was like, oh, this sucks. Give me the pain meds. I don't like being checked. I don't know how I'm going to push these Uh out out of me. So then that, of course, slowed everything down. So I sat there for 40 hours and then they were like, we can't wait anymore. Like the babies are going to be in distress if we wait more, if we try Mm -hmm. to give you more medication. So then I did have a C-section. That was almost my experience too. It was 37 hours. Totally. Yeah. I was totally okay. Like, yeah, once you get to (laughs) the only thing for me that sucked was my pain meds wore off because my epidural shifted and went back to natural. And that was... really uh traumatic but yeah oh well okay so let's talk about the boys size because I remember yeah they were good size 
Yeah, they were pretty good size for twins. One was six one and the other was five nine. So yeah, they were yeah. pretty good sized. Like almost right after delivery, twin A was experiencing some breathing problems. So that's why he went to the NICU. And then all of a sudden, twin B like started with the same. So then he went. We got really lucky though. Twin A was there for 13 days and twin B was 11. So we got lucky. It was pretty fast in and out. Yeah. And I will say when I went in to go visit you, I never like had to go into the NICU to visit a baby. They were all like plugged into stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I know. Like, I don't yeah. want to like hit one of the wires. I know. Yeah. And, and they were like, and you were still healthy. like, okay, here, just take them. And I'm like, yeah. I do not want to take this. Like, what happens if like one of the wires comes out and like and starts beeping at me? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like they were really healthy babies. Mm-hmm. So I cannot imagine those little ones that are born at 29 weeks and are hooked up to almost everything. That, yeah. That's going to be scary as a mom, but. A couple of days after delivery, I was diagnosed with preeclampsia. So they would have had to come out anyways, like even if mm-hmm. they didn't. And that's super common with multiples, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought I remember. Yeah. Okay, so obviously the twins are how old now? About three and a half. So you've had three and a half years of craziness. Yes, yes. Personality wise, do you have, do you feel like they have that twin connection of they can feel each other's thoughts no, and feelings? I don't. And it's interesting, like even when they were teeny tiny, like they were in separate incubators in the NICU. When they came home, they were in separate bassinets and very quickly into separate cribs. They didn't ever like really need to be by each other and near each other. And I don't know if that's because like they were in separate sacks. So like they never had like that skin to skin touch all the time. I don't know, but they never really have had, not that I can see in the first three years, that twin intuition. They do stand up for one another. If one of them is getting in trouble, the other one will be mad at that parent who's kind of (laughs) putting the punishment or consequence onto it. Or last night, twin A woke up and was screaming for me. And then twin B woke up and said, it's okay. It's okay. She'll be right here. Like, yeah, they love each other. And but they, I don't think that they have that feeling. If one goes to daycare and the sick one has to stay home, like the one at daycare is pretty sad and bored. But does one of your sons have a more dominant personality so far <laughs> that you've noticed versus the other it's one? So, it's so interesting to kind of like watch this happen because I mean, I think it's gone in waves. So like twin B was very much like the healthier one of the two. And he seemed to be more of like the dominant one at first but then twin a crawled first walked first would climb up on anything and jump off first no fear rode his scooter at one years old just like took off (laughs) but now he's the one that like will wake up in the middle of the night i'm scared i'm scared or like if i walk or like he's flipping out so he is definitely the one that has more anxiety now and twin b is riding a two-wheeler and he is has no fear now and he is okay with me leaving and so i don't know i don't it changes i guess interesting it's It's almost like the other one learned from the first one and then like realized (laughs) i don't have yeah (laughs) i'm not scared anymore i'm I'm okay (laughs) yeah that's cute I wanted to actually ask a question regarding the Facebook group. 
Now, was that something when you found out that you were pregnant with multiples that you knew you wanted to find a support group? Or was it something that you reached out after giving birth that you wanted to find sure. out some moms in multiple communities? Facebook was a really new thing to me then because I was like, I boycotted Facebook for a very, very, very long time. Yep. Very long. And that was then, for at least a decade. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't know that there were like all of these random groupings. So somebody invited me to the group after the boys were born, which I really appreciated because there are like scary stories of loss and how difficult things can get or be or like pictures of twins with baby powder all over the house or poop all over the walls or whatever it is. So I'm glad I was not invited until after I gave birth. Do you want to say hi quick? I'm almost done making a llama picture. A llama picture? Well, you keep making that llama picture, okay? I'm going to get back to talking with my friends. (laughs) Have you invited anybody to this group since? Yes. uh, So... I will tell the story of my magical necklace. Long time ago, even before my first, even before we adopted, I was nannying over a summer for twins. And the mom, after the summer, had gifted me a, it's called a wish necklace. And so I wished in the necklace that I would have twins because I wanted to be pregnant once and I wanted to be done. And this was back in the dark days of me having to deal with infertility. And so... I put that wish in the necklace. So I got pregnant with twins. Then after my pregnancy, I put that necklace aside because I did not want to, (laughs) nor do I ever want to be pregnant again. And I gifted that necklace to a friend who was going through infertility and she got pregnant with twins. That is so cute. Just had her twins. They're probably six months old now. After she gave birth, I invited her to the group. She has decided to gift that necklace to somebody else that we know that's struggling to get pregnant. That's a really sweet story. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have much time. The Zoom lets me know when we're running out of time. So any advice for anybody expecting multiples, if anybody listens to this and are pregnant with multiples, or advice for parents who are maybe feeling separate because they are mothers of multiples and don't have... Yeah. I mean, there is wonderful Facebook groups out there. And I would suggest joining them if you have questions, because I think it's easier to talk to mothers of multiples or parents of multiples versus parents of singletons, because it's different. Raising one baby or raising one teenager is so different than having two. And there's so many questions that come about at every stage that just pertains to multiples and a singleton parent can't give the advice. And I would also suggest if you're pregnant with multiples, or if you know somebody that's pregnant, or your family member is pregnant, and you think you have the best advice in the world, if they are asking for advice, of course, give it. But no, it's really tricky to connect with a singleton mom. And then I would also say if you're pregnant with multiples, don't listen to anybody's negativity. It's scary to have a singleton, right? There's challenges with every pregnancy. There's challenges with raising any baby. 
I remember when I was pregnant, a lot of people would be like, oh, I'm glad it's you and not me or, oh, good luck twins. Or like they'll see me at Target. Oh, double trouble. And it's like, no, this is a positive thing. These are my babies. Be positive. Celebrate. Be happy. Only share the good stories. Right. I mean, and that happens with every pregnancy and people just say such dumb shit. (laughs) People are pregnant. When you see someone pregnant, just be nice. People speak before they think often. (laughs) One of our high school friends has twins and she was the only one to say to me, you are going to have so much fun. Twins are so fun. And I was like, somebody is telling me positivity. And it just was very appreciated that. Yeah. you remembered that. Yeah. When you were talking about advice and stuff, what would be a common question that you would get as a mom of a multiple or a common question in your multiples group? Well, I mean, everybody asks like, or are they identical or some weird people ask if they were conceived naturally or through fertility treatment. I feel like that is the biggest question that strangers ask, but I feel like within the multiples group, it's just any question that a singleton mom has, right? Like, how do I wean from breastfeeding to a bottle? Or how do I move them from their bassinet to their cribs or cribs to toddler beds? Or how do I potty train? Or do I send them to school and are they in the same class? Well, we are so happy that you came on and discussed this with us. I think the big takeaway too that I have in regards to a mom of multiples, I think when you said with in public that, you know, people have a perception. Oh, yeah. Especially if they are not a parent of multiples or just a parent in general. I mean, we get that even just with people who aren't parents in general. That there's assumptions to anything in life that you might not experience. I love in public when people will say like, are they twins? I'm always like, it was buy one, get one free. (laughs) Just like I've always been such a Because it's like, we look a lot alike. They are the same height. They're obviously the same age. Oh, you know what I was going to ask is in the Moms of Multiples group, I know that they have sometimes systems where you can kind of recycle clothes and beds, you know, since since you have to buy multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something like another group, like a multiples like resale page that yes, you can sell or buy your things from there. That's nice. Yeah. But for the first couple of years, there's a girl that graduated a couple of years under us that has been boys. And so I just gave everything to her. And then I know a mom that has multiples they're five. And so she gives stuff to me. So it's it's a nice recycling of clothing. The twins that are younger than my twins have now outgrown my twins because mine are just so little. So yeah, she's on her own now. (laughs) My boys are wearing the same size as hers now. Oh, that's cute. I mean, I get it's I'd say 75% of my daughter's clothes from one of our friends daughters who's two years older. And when I think of what I would be spending right. and why and that, times I, two. that is all the time we have. I see it's at the minute mark, but we want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, Absolutely. And if anybody has questions or comments, join our group on Facebook and we will talk to you all next week. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to Anonymous Mom. Have a question you want answered or a topic you'd love for us to discuss? Email us at anonymousmompod at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous, Join our Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, where you can post your topic or question anonymously. Thanks for listening.